1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Father,
2: we come to you this morning thanking you for your book, that you've given to us, Lord, and it's so great to be able to ask you as the author to teach it to us now, in Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 15, we're gonna consider the first nine verses, Matthew 15, one through nine. Then came Jesus, then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem, saying, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition." Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Okay, now up until this point, the Lord Jesus has been doing what has been described very well in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38 it describes the Lord Jesus as how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So kind of look back a little bit here on the life of the Lord Jesus here on earth and we, we know that as soon as John the Baptist baptized the Lord Jesus And as soon as the Lord Jesus came out of the water, it all started a series of events that happened in his life. First, he emerged from the waters of baptism, where you might say that man, represented by John the Baptist, was calling for him to come out of those waters and help man, just like the vision that the apostle Paul saw, in Acts 16, 9, in Acts 16:9, where it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. So it was like John the Baptist was standing representing all of mankind and saying to the Lord Jesus, Come out of those waters and help us. We need you. We cannot help ourselves. We're in the quicksand of sin. We walked into it. We need you to rescue us from ourselves, from our own sin. We know, we know by name, we, we know you by name, we know you by the name that the angel gave to Joseph when he said in Matthew one twenty one. Matthew 1.21, she shall bring forth the Son, thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then it's like John the Baptist was saying, I, as John the Baptist, I'm standing here now, Welcome you, welcoming you out of these waters of baptism with a, with a plea. I'm, we're begging you that, that we the people were perishing in our sins. We needed to save us from our sins. So at the baptism, picture this, at the baptism, there was this one person, John the Baptist, representing man, and he was the voice of man crying out, save us from our sins. And then there was a second very important person at the baptism of Jesus was there, The Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit of God in Matthew 3.16, Matthew 3.16, where it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. So the Holy Spirit is there in his baptism. He is descending like a dove, and like a dove who is both gentle in its approach, yet very purposeful. Doves are very purposeful in their course. And the Holy Spirit didn't come with thunder and lightning, but just gently descending on Jesus. The Holy Spirit didn't come clumsily, but like a dove that had this tremendous ability to land precisely on a branch that's blowing back and forth in the wind. The Holy Spirit came among all the people and landed on Jesus, And when the Holy Spirit landed on Jesus, the Holy Spirit was very much like oil, like oil, the oil of anointing. We have a picture of that in Psalm 133, of the oil running down in Psalm 133 too, where it talks about it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. It's a lot of oil. It's being pictured there. It's not just like we have a put a little and put it on the head. No, I poured oil, and the Holy Spirit in that scene of Jesus emerging from the waters, he's coming out. He's like, and the Holy Spirit coming down on him as he's coming out of the water is like the precious ointment of Psalm 133.2. Precious ointment that starts on the head precious ointment of the Holy Spirit on the precious head of Jesus, and just as any person who is anointed with oil, Jesus then would bow his head, that's what you do, you get down you, do, you so they can pour the oil on you, be anointed, and the bowing of the head represents a submission to the will of God, which later would be seen in a garden called Gethsemane, where Jesus would say there in Luke Luke 22.42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And that was when he was faced with being offered by God the Father the horrible cup of our sins, the sins of man, the judgment for the sins of man in the form of a cup that he was to drink. And at that time, the Lord Jesus just shuddered with the horror of that sight, I mean, the pure, spotless Lamb of God was revolted when he saw that cup. But in that struggle of his will, he remembers, you can imagine him remembering, bowing his head when he came out of those waters of baptism and he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And we can imagine him saying within himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, I bowed my head three years ago to be anointed, and when I did, I said by the bowing of my head that I would submit to the will of God, and submit I did then, and submit I do now, as I take this revolting cup to drink it up. And so once again, it was like the Psalm 133 too, like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garment. And when that precious ointment ran down, on Aaron's head, spreading out like oil does over Aaron's beard, because that's what's called out in Psalm 133 too. This the beard of Aaron with a statement that it, it dripped off of his beard and the thought of Aaron's head would now be, would be covered with this oil, which was really kind of a symbolism of all that he would think about in the future would now be filled with the Holy Spirit. His thoughts would be the Holy Spirit's thoughts. And and Aaron welcomed that. And as that precious ointment then ran down upon Aaron's beard, it flowed over his mouth, over Aaron's mouth. It's like the Holy Spirit was speaking and saying, as this precious ointment is flowing over your lips, I will flow over your lips. I will plant my words into your mouth, which your lips shall now speak. And as that precious ointment then ran down over Aaron's clothes, it talked about it, so much oil that it would be dripping off the bottom of his clothes. It was like the Holy Spirit was saying to Aaron that he would be covering every aspect of the life of Aaron, giving Aaron guidance and giving Aaron power to do the work of the of God as Israel's priest. And that was the anointing of Aaron, and that was the anointing of the Lord Jesus by the Holy Spirit as he descended and a dove at the baptism of Jesus. So that was the other person, the Holy Spirit at his baptism. And then finally, there was also the very important person at the baptism of Jesus. That was God the Father. He was there. As Jesus came out of that Jordan River water, God the Father spoke in Matthew 3.16. Matthew 3.16, Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. Lo, the heavens were opened unto him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That voice that was heard, that was the voice of God the Father who spoke to the crowd and said, You know who this is? This is my beloved son in whom I'm very proud. I'm very pleased with him today. Uh, you know, that voice, what he said, baptism reminds me of my graduation at UCSD. When I graduated 48 years ago, uh, UCSD was a young college. I was in the third graduating class. It was, I was in a college called Revelle with a major in biochemistry. Right? Jose went there. Didn't you go there? San Diego. San Diego State. Oh, you went San Diego. That's huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, my major was biochemistry. UCSD was at that time was determined to mount up. And the high level of biochemistry, like with Harvard and and UC Berkeley. And my course was hard, but I loved it. And I studied hard. And sometimes I had studied, I remember studying for organic chemistry eight hours a day. And I did that so that I could graduate in the top 10% of the organic chemistry class of 250 students. And now the day had come when I finished all the courses and it was a sunny Sunday afternoon June 17th, today is June 27th, it was like 10 days ago, beautiful day, just like today. And uh, I remember uh, the, the one who gave the commencement speech was Professor Harold Urey. Harold Urey, very famous, developed the field of isotope, separating isotopes in organic chemistry. He got the Nobel Prize, 1934, during World War II. He turned all of his knowledge to develop the method for uranium enrichment that resulted in the atom bomb. He was responsible for the atom bomb that won the war of the Pacific. And I remember that platform that Professor Uri was standing on in front of the large physics building called what else, Uri Hall, named in his honor. And he was 80 years old at that time when he spoke and we were all new graduates. And in just eight short years, Professor Yuri would die. But there he was then very much alive, Professor Uri, developer of the atom bomb, the end of his life now. He's at the end of his life, and the, he's standing in front of the big building that bears his name, still there, UCSD campus, and he's speaking to us, and he says in his commencement speech, I remember so clearly, he says, he, says, he, he tells us how he finished his training. He says, I finished my training at University of California in Berkeley, Uh, he, He trained under Professor Lewis, Lewis Chemical Reactions, very famous, discovered Lewis who discovered covalent bonds and electron pairing, very key part of organic chemistry. He says, I graduated, I went into the world to make my contributions to science. I finished my work. Today, you are all graduating, you finished your training. Now it's your turn to go into the world and finish your work. And he says, don't be idle and we've invested in you. You are trained. Now give your best. Do your best. I really felt inspired when Professor Yuri gave that talk. He spoke to us to go out. And I, I thought, yeah, I got to use my training as a biochemist. And I remember when I walked across that platform to receive my degree, all I saw was the great Professor Yuri and I. And it, and it was like there was nobody else on the platform but Professor Yuri and I. And Professor Yuri hands me my degree and says, congratulations, Tom. And he and he shook my hand. And all I could think of was from the hand of Professor Yuri to my hand comes my degree and a handshake. And, and his words are fresh on my ears. Go out, use your training, make your contribution to the world. It was an inspiration and, and for Professor Yuri. And within a year, I had my first scientific publication about receptor proteins and Testosterone derivatives and how they could be used to manipulate uh, prostate disease. And from his inspiration, I'd have other scientific publications to improve the accuracy of cancer tests in the field of clinical chemistry and how to more accurately measure PSA in the field of cancer. And then a discovery of a new parathyroid hormone, several publications for the treatment of bone disease and dialysis patients. And then I would establish a biotech company but I never forgot the words of Professor Uri. He says, don't waste your training at UCSC. Don't be idle. He's saying, I made my contribution, now it's your turn. You go out as I did, you make your contribution to the world. And so just as I did that at UCSC, then I was coming here to the chapel and I was receiving another training, a Bible training in instruction under Pastor Jim Mader and and Mildred Dombo and Mildred Peterson at that time. And I remembered what Professor Uri said don't waste your training, don't be idle. And it was as if Pastor Jim Mater and Mildred from the San Diego Hebrew Mission were saying to me, don't waste your training that we've given you, don't be idle, we've made contributions, our own contributions to the Jewish people and bringing Christ to them. Now it's your turn, go out into the world. And that's why I established Israel Restoration Ministries and that's why for 10 years there is a summer blitz going to the Jewish people in the US and then that's why there is a friendship with God ministries to motivate others to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel that's why I teach constantly about the old testament as part of the new testament the new testament is part of the old testament so people will see this and at the end of the Lord Jesus at the end of his 30 years of study when the Lord Jesus had graduated at his baptism just as Professor Yuri said, it's your turn, use your training, don't be idle, make your contributions to the world. So the Lord Jesus understood at his baptism that now it was his turn and that he was to use his training and that he was not to be idle and he was to make his contribution to the world. And just as Professor Yuri did go out and get his Nobel Prize for covalent bonding and uranium enrichment, So the Lord Jesus did go out and got his prize also, which was Hebrews 2.10, Hebrews 2.10, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So the work that the Lord Jesus did was the work of rescuing lost souls from a destiny of hell to a destination of heaven Just like the hymn puts it so well when it says golden harps are sounding, angel voices ring, pearly gates are open, open for the king, Christ the king of glory, Jesus king of love, is gone up in triumph to his throne above. All his work is ended, joyfully we sing, Jesus has ascended, glory to our king. And another hymn, but lo there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints' triumphant rise in bright array. The king of glory passes on his way. Alleluia, alleluia. From earth's wide bounds, from ocean's farthest coast, through gates of pearl streams in the countless host, singing to the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Alleluia, alleluia. But, for, but as far as my scientific training went, it all started on that day, that graduation day. And it was a glorious day. Like I said, it was just like today, beautiful. I'll never forget that day. Gene remembers it. You weren't there, Gene, but you remember it anyway. Anyway, and my mother and my father were there, and they gave me graduation presents on that day. My mother and my father gave me graduation presents on the day I graduated from UCSD. And God also gave me a graduation present on that day, June 17th, 1973. I got a graduation gift from God the Father. It was a very special graduating gift from God the Father as we went from the graduating ceremony at UCSD directly to Mercy Hospital where Cheryl went into labor and my firstborn son was born on that day, David Israel. And I have a picture. I have a photograph of me holding my firstborn son in my arms. And that was God the Father saying to me, congratulations, son, here's my graduation present for you today, a son, David Israel. Very nice. I'll never forget that day. And I'll never forget at the end of that ceremony, standing there with my degree in my hand in the crowd, and as I said, my mother was there, my father was there, which was no easy thing because they were divorced and they did not get along And as a matter of fact, my mother sat on one side of the crowd and my father sat on the other side of the crowd, the farthest they could get away from each other. Uh, But when I was standing there with my degree that I had in my hand after the ceremony at UCSD with the crowd all there, that was the only time I remember my father and my mother actually standing together. But they did. And my father was so proud of me that, I mean, he had told me, what it was like for him to graduate from medical school at the University of Chicago, where my father went on to develop a minimally invasive surgery to correct women's incontinence, which was then the surgery was called Marshall Marchetti Cantor. Very, very proud of that. Wrote a book. He wrote a book. And there I was at my graduation that day, and my father was so proud of me that day that he was telling people he didn't even know. He said, this is my son, Tommy. <laughs> he says he graduated today with a grad in biochemistry. And just as I had spent years preparing to graduate, so the Lord Jesus had spent years preparing for that day when John the Baptist graduated him in the baptism there, and he had prepared for that, Hebrews 5.8, Hebrews 5.8 describes his preparation, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Luke two fifty one. Luke 2, 51, he went down with his parents and with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. And just as I spent those years studying biochemistry in school for that great graduation day, so the Lord Jesus spent his 30 years in his life and training, studying, learning for his great graduation day. And just as at my graduation day, there was an audience there was an audience, so there was on the bank of the River Jordan an audience at the baptism, graduation of the Lord Jesus, and just as it was there at that time for me, that, that one event, when I took my degree out of the hands of Professor Uri, and at that moment I was graduated, so there was that one event when the Lord Jesus was immersed in the waters and came up, and he came out and graduated, and just as my father was so proud of me that he couldn't contain himself, he was telling strangers, this is my son Tommy, so God the Father was so proud of his son, he couldn't contain himself, and he told everybody who was there at the bank, there uh, the river, in Matthew 3.17, Matthew 3.17, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And just as Professor Urey told us to view our graduation as just the start, the beginning to go out and, and do what you've been trained for, so for the Lord Jesus at his graduation, it was just a start, a start to use what he had been trained for. And just as the Lord Jesus emerged out of those waters, and he set out in the Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and with power he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. But the work of the Lord Jesus in healing all that were oppressed of the devil didn't happen without a battle.